0: Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. So, uh, like, w- what the hell? I mean, what the hell? How many people have experienced hell today? on planet earth today you're probably not listening to the show if that's the case but there's a lot of suffering going on each and every day on this planet what the hell what the hell i i like to you know let's let's mangle some crap up and and try to try to get out of our linear thinking and so so imagine Divine Mother and Divine Father, they're they're in bed after having some of the best whoopee they've had in a long time and the and uh, divine father leans over to divine mother and says, Wow, wow, that was something else. What else is possible? And Divine Mother rolls over and, and closes her eyes and goes in Goes into the great uh, field of infinite potential, and dreams up a dream. Dreams up a dream that leads us to today. If 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 you go to the core of your being, if you. Can imagine you go to the core of your being and and you find that christ' consciousness that orb of non local source consciousness, and I go inside of my persona and I find that glowing orb of source consciousness in me in that moment we're one and the same. And yet the illusion is that when we come back out into our individual selves, the the you that's listening and the me that's yakking, we think that we're different, that we're separate. You know, the if uh if we stayed in non-local consciousness, if we stayed in source consciousness, where uh, non-local, so there's no duality, we can't dream up anything. There's there's no thing. There's no thing. There's nothing in non-local space. So we can't have the experience of a of a baby being born or uh, a chocolate fountain and a, a fresh strawberry we plunge into that cascading deliciousness we can't have that experience unless we break out into duality but if we take on too much duality uh duality too much too much man Planet Earth has a lot of duality. Can you see duality in our in our politics, in our social media in I mean 2020 kind of blew up the idea of a normal and from my perspective, there's a real tug of war going on. People want their narrative to become the new normal. They want their side of duality when we remember when we were both at our core we were not separate we were one and then we come back out into our personas and then we take on all these personalities we take on all these attributes and then when we get super separated we start fighting over attributes we we argue and squabble and even go to war over who we think we are and what we think, quote, reality should be, unquote. But the way back home is not more duality, it's just not, it's not. More separation won't fix squat. Rumi said, both light and shadow are the dance of love. But what the hell, how the hell do we get to hell if the whole damn rodeo is love? The, the idea of unconditional love without condition, unconditional love, unconditional love affords us the ability to go so far away from love that we can't even know it we can't understand it we can't see it and in that darkness from the separation of love that's where the hell slides itself in hey uh um We're going to get to it in just a minute. We're going to have a great episode tonight. Um, The topic tonight is God within. The day God's train stopped. And our guest tonight is Patty Conklin. We're having her back on the show. Uh, She's always a great interview, so I'm looking forward to it. But before I get too much farther, the 4th Annual New Human Living Humanitarian Award nominations are being accepted now. The New Human Living Humanitarian Award. What the hell is that? So the idea behind this award is people who are making a difference in our culture. If your neighbor next door has has taken you to christ consciousness and and it's only the two of you yeah the, even though it's a a phenomenal thing to happen we're looking for the movers and the shakers of of the human narrative people who are influencing the human narrative at scale doesn't have to be a flipping huge scale but people who probably through the compassion of their heart but um, people who are impacting humanity in very profound and powerful ways if you if as I described this somebody comes to mind for you you can go to newhumanliving.com and and there's an opportunity to nominate them for the fourth annual new human living humanitarian award and the winner will receive a thousand U.S. dollars and uh, and a beautiful award as a as a consequence of winning that. So, give that a think? And uh, and uh, I look forward to your nominations. Well, let's get to it. Time can uh, slip away. I don't want to yak the whole time. Again, the topic tonight is God within. The day God's train stopped, and our guest tonight is Patty Conklin. What if illness like cancer, heart disease, mental disorders, and Alzheimer's were a choice? What if we could choose to heal them or not have them at all? And if you need to experience them as a soul... How can you learn to truly accept and be happy? Petty believes that our words have more of an impact on our lives than we realize. They manifest within our bodies the second they are thought or spoken, storing up over a lifetime through vibrations. These words come into an emotional attachment and create physical blockages in our energy flow creating illness or dis-ease. In her book, God Within, Patty describes how these buildups have occurred, what they mean, and how to break them down and prevent them altogether. As an accomplished vibrational meditator, teacher, lecturer, radio personality, and author, Patty has been practicing energy medicine for almost three decades and has traveled to over 60 countries to share the distinctive style of healing. Her primary goal is to help people let go of judgment while still living, enabling them to achieve emotional and physical balance through love. How nice is that? Acceptance, compassion, and humor. <laughs> Patty is a world-class energy healer and much sought-after facilitator who has shared her experiences and changed lives at hundreds of workshops, lectures, and conferences throughout the last two decades. She is a frequent keynote speaker and presenter at alternative and allopathic conventions. She is the creator of color works, a visualization process, that uses active vibration within your body to release or heal specific symptoms, emotional or physical challenges. You can learn more about Patty at pattyconklin.com. P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N.com. And let's get to it. Join me in welcoming Patty to the show. Patty, it's so nice to have you back on the show.
1: Thank you so much, Les, for having me. What a great, what a great intro. I I love listening to you uh, share your thoughts.
0: Well, thank you. Well, let's hear you share your thoughts. How does that sound?
1: Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. What topic did you want to go to first?
0: <laughs> um, I, well, I, go ahead.
1: Well, I just, I really wanted to uh, pick up on your, on the duality aspect of things, right? Because duality helps us understand how good we can be or how bad we can be. But you're so correct in that division, you know, understanding division and being on one side or the other isn't going to bring us back to the one. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it kind of makes this circle, you know, goes back to the infinity, of being separate and coming back to the center and going a separate again and and just uh kind of creating that space because we do need to understand um that health. and uh and and but we can also uh bring ourselves back into a uh, balance with that. So I, I just really loved what you what you had to
0: say. Well yeah, it you know uh it seems like um we go into darkness by fragmenting we Mm -hmm. we fragment our consciousness we we polarize we we bring in judgment we bring in posturing and that that's what uh lowers our vibration that's what fragments the source consciousness at our core and then and then throw a couple of hundred incarnations in on that and we look like a galactic bug on the windshield were so splattered
1: <laughs> that's, and, and that's so true that's so the, true
0: the way back is to go to those fragmentation those that, that place where we created separation and then reintegrate it and reintegrate right. and reintegrate or yeah. so it seems yeah.
1: well I mean I think that, that it's important to when you're in that what I call the shit effect You know, the spiritual human in transition, Um, that you watch the darkness with curiosity, interest, not fear, so that we're not fragmenting ourselves and understanding that it's just part of the light. And, um, And so if we stay neutral, then we're not, we're observing each one, but we're not necessarily in a space that fragments us. And I think that that's important for our human form as well, is that we stay out of the judgment. We can say, well, you know, there's bad things happening. And yes, there are, um, but it's also interpretation, right? And so Mm -hmm. um, if I'm not in the middle of it, if it's not happening to me personally, I really can't judge it. Um, I can observe it. But when I go into judgment, then I'm going into that conditional space just
0: right
1: it can be hard to stay out of i know
0: well we have uh, i mean if we're a personification of the divine and we're given fierce free will we have mm -hmm. the ability to create war we have the ability to create dis-ease we have the ability and and those are um just as divine as any other creation it's uh totally, right. totally i mean right. how if uh if a sailor you know stays indoors and has a little plastic boat in his bathtub he's not going to learn how to handle a tsunami out on the open seas <laughs> he's, not. He's, he's not he's not got it and so how can we master the art of incarnation the art of the human experience unless we're given the totality the full spectrum of choices of what that might include
1: that's that's so very true and i think that it goes back to you don't know how good you can be until you understand how bad you can be and (laughs) you know given free will um you know allows that going into war and having, you know, having that tsunami. Um, you know, I think that that people make up their mind for the most part of our of our society around the world um, about what's right and wrong. And if we yeah. take away the right or wrong and it just is, then it no longer has that charge. It no longer has that charge. What what we're observing is what we're learning. And, um, you know, whether we want to go that road or not that road. And, you know, the, the sailor who's, you know, watching the plastic boat in his, his uh, bathtub. <laughs> I mean, who's that? Um, but by the same token, he can get out there and, and be in the middle of a tsunami. And I, I just I remember, you know, I, I live on a houseboat, um, but nice. my vacation cruises because I want to be out on the ocean. And uh, I took a cruise a few years ago, and we were in Gale Force Winds um, for six straight days. And I was (laughs) just to myself, I loved it. It was absolutely breathtaking. And that ship (laughs) was going every which way. And, um, you know, they had to bring housekeeping up to help deliver food um, to people's uh, rooms because nobody was going out. And uh, every night while we're in gale force winds, I'm taking my comforter off my bed and going and sleeping on my balcony outside with the waves crashing up um, because it was just so amazing. And I think that, you know, when we let go of the fear of being harmed or dying or, or you know, whatever it is that we're facing, um, then life becomes this incredible adventure. And, uh, and it's, our, it's our uh um, desire or, you know, it's our choice on how we want to experience that. And I could stay in my room or I could be out on the balcony and uh, I chose to just explore the ship because nobody else was around. <laughs> so, you know, well, it's it, interesting.
0: That that brings up a, a curious visual because, I mean, how many times do we um, – uh, ch- choose to be safe. I mean and and sometimes it it can uh be life saving to us to make choices that keep us safe. But sure. on the on the shadow side of that, you could have easily said on that on that ship, um, well this is unpredictable and I want to be safe. So you you make a choice where you're not out on the balcony, and right. you're not feeling the tempest, and you're not feeling the waves and the wind and the water crashing on you. I think our souls right. um, thrive for that feeling of being alive. But if our egos take on this um, uh, safety um, crap too much, um, mm-hmm. w- we cancel the possibility of having that. I I think it was Peter. Yeah, it was Peter Gabriel that. Some of the lyrics of his songs. One of his songs were, "It's only in uncertainty that we're naked and alive." Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, I think that, you know, the exploration of our lives, you know, in in, no matter how drastic you want to take it or how safe you want to play it, I think that when fear begins ruling your life, um, your soul isn't able to explore and and just expand and have all of those different learning experiences. And I I think, yeah, you've got to be reasonable. I I remember when I turned 50, I had called my son's the 1st of August and I said, so my birthday month, so I've decided I'm taking the whole month off and I'm sitting on my suitcase down at the airport. And they're like, okay. And I said, so I have uh, picked out where I can go where I don't need visas. So, or um, yeah, visas. So I said, I'm going to Romania, Slovakia, Hungary, and then I'm going to hike for two weeks in the Amazon. And it was just kind of quiet. My oldest son said, will you ever grow up? And I said, probably not. The younger son was like, you know, are you, did you meet a guy? I mean, are you going with somebody? And I'm like, no, I'm going by myself. And he said, well, for the Amazon, are you going to hire a guide? And I said, I don't think so. But if I feel like I should, if I feel unsafe, I will hire a guide. And until I feel unsafe, I'm going to wing it. And so they asked me to please try and come home or call home uh, once in a while during the month and uh, let, let them know I'm okay. Um, you know, quite a role reversal, right? With Paranoff sure. uh, doing the trekking. Um, but I think that that's a, a way to look at life is trust your intuition. If you're not feeling safe, Um, don't do it. But if, if you're not getting that intuitive hit of, of something bad happening, um, even though it's outside your comfort zone, go for it and, and just enjoy. And I think that, you know, I'm not, I'm not a crazy woman. I, I've never gotten myself in a situation that I couldn't get out of, um, because I trust myself to know. Um, is this a good thing or not a good thing? And if I'm not getting that bad sign, then I go for it, even if it's out of my comfort zone. And I think that that's kind of what life is, right? Is just, um, doing that exploration and having that experience, uh, without the fear that blocks up our body so much and makes us sick.
0: Right. Well, I, I like everything you've been saying, the, um, i I don't know at times this a blur, but I think it's like ten years ago or something i uh I wanted to learn how to trust myself at a very organic level at a at a really uh organic level so for years, when I came into a situation that my mind wanted to turn tail and go the other way, I would ask a simple question, am I safe?' yep and i'm and I'm up in the high country of Colorado, I'm way up in the mountains and there's there's bear and mountain lion and I mean you're on the menu when you're up in in that country and yep. uh it was black as black can be. It was a moonless night, and uh we had a campfire going and um I went to walk out in the darkness and I could hear big branches breaking because a mm-hmm. big animal was out there. And I said, am I safe? And I got a yes. And so I walked into the darkness. I couldn't see my yeah. hand in front of my face. And yeah. Yeah. and, and uh, I was driving on the freeway in a v- vintage car. And the steering wheel became considerably looser. It's like a nut fell off or something. And I had a lot oh, of play wow. in the steering wheel, and I had my kids in the car, and I said, "Am I safe?" <laughs> and and the yes I got back was like, "Yes." And so I drove, <laughs> and so I drove home. I'm on the freeway, and this is like a, you know, a vintage car. And I get home, yep. and the next morning I go out and I jack on the steering wheel, and it pops loose and spins like a pinwheel completely disengaged from the from the tires but in the moment it happened i trust myself yeah and you know people say well i trust myself and and then you look at their actions and all their actions are about building this cocoon of uh i think what helen keller would call artificial security she said uh Safety as a principle doesn't exist in life. It's either a, during the adventure or nothing at all. Yep.
1: I mean, I think that that's so true. It's, people say they trust themselves until something happens in their life where they're faced with that choice of whether to trust or not try, trust. And, and many people choose that safety. Um, you know, of of coming back in going, you know, I'm just not sure what's going to happen. But for me, that's the exciting piece is (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen. And so how cool is that? Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that that we really look at life within um, this construct of what we think we know. And I think that, you know, that's the challenge people get into when they get sick is they trust themselves until something happens that's out of their control. And once right. it comes out of control, then their trust factor no longer is there. And um, and I think that, you know, the event happened to bring them out of control in order to push them into uh, trusting. And so, right. you know, we look at here as forgetting every available resource and that resource is inside of you. Just like asking when you're in the high country, you know, at dark in Colorado, uh, am I safe? And you got a yes. But many people wouldn't have gone away from the the bonfire, you know? They they wouldn't have gone out of the light to go into the darkness. And uh, it's in the darkness that we see, that we can feel our own Christ consciousness, in my opinion, the most um is is in the darkness uh because we can see our own light and we can amplify it and make it make it bigger and truly understand how magnificent we are as as universal beings
0: yeah it, trust is a muscle i mean if you don't flex it if you don't work it out like like t- 2020 when the Proverbial collective cart tipped over, and everybody's uh-huh. narratives went south. How many people didn't have any trust of themselves? I mean, right. in in other in other words, oh my gosh, my normal shot. I don't know what reality is going to be for a year or two, and and right. having never really, really, really gotten around to trusting themselves, that brought a lot of fear. Because oh, yeah. so much of reality became unknown. I, I right. mean, if you're going to really get good at trust, you got to flex that muscle once in a while.
1: You absolutely have to flex that muscle. And, and I remember when when 2020 hit, I've got a daughter-in-law who's a pharmacist. And um, and so, you know, frontline worker. So my son and, and her, they weren't bringing the, the grandkids around because they're like, you've always had lung issues and we don't want you to get sick. We don't know, blah, 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 blah. Right. And and so, you know, it was like, okay, do what you need to do, you know, but I'm okay. And uh the next year I got ready to fly out of the country and the vaccine had come out and uh, my daughter-in-law gave me a call and she's like, I'm starving. Would you bring me lunch? And I'm like, of course, I'll bring you lunch. And she's like, good. Cause I want to shoot you. And, um, and I started laughing and I said, we have issues that I don't know about. And and she said, um, you need the vaccine before you can leave the country. And uh, I was getting ready to go to France to, to kind of follow Mary Magdalene's path. And so I, I said, okay. And I went down and, and she got the shot ready and I said, could I hold that for a minute? And she's like, sure. And I'm holding it and I'm just kind of messing with it a little bit. And she said, are you doing that wiggly stuff with it? And I'm like, never you mind. Just go ahead and give it to me. And um, because I hadn't decided whether or not on paper I needed it. Um, And so, you know, she just kind of cracked up and and I just pulled out what I didn't want in my body. And I think that, you know, for me, it was like, now I got to take the trip. But, you know, what did I do? Well, anybody could have done it depending on, you know, how much you trust yourself to be able to to either give yourself or not give yourself, um, something we don't need an actual pill or a serum. I I think that, you know, people forget how much power they really have over their own bodies. And, um, and I think that once they trust themselves, um then life becomes a lot more fun. Lot more nice.
0: Fun. Well, you know, time can fly. We're halfway through the show. What the hell? Oh
1: my goodness. Oh, my goodness. There we go. What the hell? I don't know.
0: <laughs> what and <laughs> tarnation. Um well, you have so much experience with uh energy medicine and I want to I want to uh Create a context where you can share that with us. Share um, how how energy or energy medicine. How does that work? How does how does energy perhaps bring disease around, and how does energy work or medicine uh, uh, resolve that?
1: Yeah. Great question. Great question. You know, I think that once we realize that if you have a cold or you stub your toe or you have cancer or you have arthritis, whatever it is, an emotion began any of that, even if it's just, you know, uh, uh, stubbing your toe an emotion created an event and your body said, oops, I got something in here. I need it out. And the more you ignore the emotion, the more your body creates something to get your attention. And it's really an attention getter. I think people don't look at disease that way, but it really is. It's an attention getter. It's a way for you to stop and start paying attention to your body. And wow, wouldn't that be great if we all do that before we get sick, right? Right. Um, So energy the emotion gets stuck in the body and the energy starts going around it like you know a log in a stream the water starts going around it and when you get a flood um the the log can't hold back the amount of water and so it floods into the field and right. your body's the same way. your your energy gets stuck because of an emotion it starts going around it you continue to have the same emotion over and over again the space gets bigger And pretty soon we reach a point where microscopes can now see the affected area. Um, So energy is basically stopped and your body doesn't run well when your energy stopped. And so the way you bring it back, as far as Patty's concerned, there's two active frequencies in the universe and it's color and it's tone. And I think everything started that way. And so when you're using color or tone, um, to move the emotions back out of your system, then your body's got the capability of healing again, because remember, it's our words less. It's our words that, that really give meaning to what it is we're seeing. And I always kind of say, you know, if you're watching a sunrise and you have no ability to think, you have no ability to hear, to speak, to feel all you have are your eyes. Then a sunrise is simply a sunrise. It's your words that give meaning to that sunrise. It was a breathtaking sunrise. It was an awesome sunrise. God, why did I get out of bed this morning? This (laughs) sucks. So it's our words that give meaning to the event. And when we start paying attention to our words, When we're in a situation and something happens and we're out of our comfort zone and we say, this scares me, your body goes, oh, it scares me. Um, But if you say that's interesting, it's a neutral statement. Your body doesn't know what to do with it. If you stub your toe and you say, ow, your body knows how to create pain um, with the pain receptors. And so if you say that's interesting, your body doesn't know what that means. And so therefore, it doesn't react. And so it's really looking at energy is what became uh, lodged due to your emotions. And energy is what's going to unlodge the emotions when you start being willing to face the emotional uh, basis that got you there. And I, I think that, you know, life is all about how we're using our words and how we're choosing to perceive life. Um, and how we perceive to use uh, human interactions within our families, most importantly, um, how we're working as siblings and parents and child and, and cousins and so forth, and how we interact with each other, how we use our words to describe what's going on is a direct effect to what's going on in your body. If you see a woman standing at the cashier's counter And you go, oh, my goodness, what a horrible looking shirt. Your body's not thinking about her. Your body is taking in the words that you're thinking of, wow, what a horrible shirt. And it stores inside of you. It doesn't go to them. And so I think when we become more aware of our inner dialogue and how we speak to each other, uh, we become much more aware of how we're being affected.
0: Very nice. Uh, you you use the term, isn't that interesting? And I came up with kind of the same mindset. I say, isn't that curious? Like if mm-hmm. like we're basically digesting our own thoughts when we get on social media and all these images and videos are being exposed to us. So here we're watching you know the the collective subconscious or whatever manifests itself right. and yeah. when when you see somebody doing some horrendous thing it's like well isn't that curious how could somebody yeah. be so far into the darkness that that would be a choice and right. like you say like you say it it uh Keeps you out of posturing because the moment you posture, you you create more separation within your own persona. Wow, that's right. that's that's fascinating. I like that. So, uh, color and tones, as words, those are really impersonal. I mean, color. I mean, color yeah. and tone. Yeah. that's it's really impersonal, but yet you're using them as tools with a human persona to unravel some of their stigmas is that right yep
1: Yep. that's that's very true your body has this capability when you give it instructions you know your body is literal um if you just said what color do i need to heal my body my body would come back with well where do you want to start i just (laughs) gotta be like no i can't just like kill myself. I got too many different things um, because there's so many different emotions that are stuck in there. So if you say to your body, you know, what, what color do I need um, to remove my anger from my lungs? Um, Because I don't believe that the body stores in any specific area. It stores the first time you have an experience, it stores in the weakest part of your body in that moment. And it will continue to store there for the rest of your life. So let's say you've got anger in your lungs. If you say to your body, what color do I need to remove the anger from my lungs? You know, people want to bring in white and purple and and uh, greens because, you know, we perceive them as healing colors. And the reality is they feel really nice, but they don't get the work done the blacks the reds the rust the browns all of those colors when they come in they are shaking the heck out of those cells and they're loosening up the emotions and you pee them out or you cough them out or it comes out your pores um but you should feel sick you should my my friends used to say you're the only practitioner i know that people feel worse when they come to see you then feel better and it's like, because I want to get that gunk out. So, right. so understanding that your body may come up with black as the first color, nothing wrong with it. You know, you may have been taught that black is a bad color, but black actually, in terms of vibrating your body, it's heavy, it's dense, it's hard to move, but boy, does it clean things out. And so, you know, that's another one of those duality things that, you know, we're taught this and we think this, but the reality is your body will use the frequency that it needs in the given moment, depending on what you ask of it. And so, what, you know, no matter what color, no matter what tone, Um, You know, I always tell people it's not about listening to, you know, uh, tuning bowls or gongs or whatever. You need an orchestra that has an incredibly wide range of instruments. And again, you say to your body, what tone do I need? And your body will bring in the notes that it needs to do what you're asking it to do. And, And, you know, for years I taught about tone. And I didn't have a tone, uh, tone CD. And so my son and I sat for three days and we listened to music and, and it was like, Nope, 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 Nope. And all of a sudden this music started playing and we both looked at each other and went, Oh my God, that's horrible. And our bodies were just vibrating like crazy. And I'm like, Oh Lord, this is it. And so, you know, we, we had went ahead and got the, the royalty for the music and, And it's our best-selling MP3 around the world. I can't stand it. I just can't stand it. (laughs) But, but, you know, people love it. They just say, oh, it relaxes me. It's like, oh, it's just, you know, nails on a chalkboard to me. Um, But it does what it needs to do. And people report with color of seeing color that's not in our spectrum, um, that, that we don't have um any words for it, that we don't have a name for it so you know the body will do what you ask it to do but you got to ask it and you got to be literal you need to be specific in order to bring that frequency in that it needs
0: so i so what if i start a band uh color tones and the healers right color tones and the healers <laughs> and we play like crap we we play like just crap could yep. we be the healing modality? I mean, would that be the ticket? Absolutely. The the stairway to heaven? <laughs> it
1: could it could be for a small area of one person's body. I mean, I, I think that, you know, when when we look at color and tone, it's constantly changing, right? Because let's say you got anger in your lungs and you've experienced anger a thousand times in your lifetime each anger experiences at a different level. Sometimes you're really angry. Sometimes you're just a little bit angry and sometimes you're moderately angry. And so every layer of anger that your body's clearing out will need a different frequency according to what the depth of the anger is in that layer. And I think that, you know, it's important for people to realize that, you know, Moving color or tone through our bodies, listening to different things, you know, whatever, using color um, is an everyday exercise. And it's working with one emotion for a month or, you know, and then moving into the next emotion and people go, well, where do I start? I don't, I don't want to hire you. Where do I start? And, and it's like, we got them all (laughs) start anywhere. Right. <laughs> just you know, don't assume you don't have an emotion. You've you've got it in there somewhere. Just start somewhere. Trust yourself. Start. And um and start making your body healthy. I think it's just so important.
0: Nice. Well, you know, the the day we were born, none of us had a, a functional ego. I mean our ego was like grown and right and so our parents show us stuff, here's a chair, here's a Bible, here's a Koran, here's a chocolate uh, soda, and then we assign yep. value to it. But as yeah. you're talking, um, our, our innate body intelligence doesn't necessarily speak a language like our ego does. So if we look, if if we were to come out of our mind and go into our innate intelligence in our body and watch our mind do all this sentencing crap all this vibrational stuff that we yep. do with our language and and we think about how we create that separation that um in other words we start accumulating anger in our lungs from our innate body's point of view, there's, the language uh, has no meaning to the innate intelligence. It, that's the, right. the, the, the meaning's in our head. And so, so that's why color and tone to the innate body intelligence are viable tools I'm our, our innate body yeah. intelligence would identify with color and tone. Like you say, you're asking your body intelligence, what vibrational right. color, what vibrational sound would I use to break up this stagnant um, mental karmic stigma energy in my psyche? Does that make sense? Yep.
1: It, it makes total sense. And it's it's understanding that that nothing exists. I mean, it's taking it one step further, right? Our mind says that there's a table over there. We can see it. We can feel it. But it's not solid. It's not dense. If you shift your vibration to the table, your hand will go through it. I totally freaked out my sons when they were 17 and 18 when I was standing up next to the wall and I just got excited about a TV show I had just done. And all of a sudden, I've got these two boys who had been sitting there who are crying and screaming at me that I'm in the wall and they need me to come back out. And I'm like, well, that's interesting because I was in the wall, but my frequency had matched to the wall. So if we understand that if you, you know, I see in particles. And so if I'm given something that I've never seen before, I have to feel it like a blind person in order to understand the orientation of it. And so, you know, I'll walk through the house or walk through the houseboat and I'll say to my my kids, you know, when did that get done or has that always been here? They're like, you've been here for 10 years. Yes, that's always been here. And I'm like, wow, okay. I've never seen it because I didn't have my identification for it. So, right. you know, it's, it's living on this houseboat. I I am now used to the definition between the dock and the water and stepping onto my boat. But I still have to hold on. And I walk the dock barefoot because I can't discern what is dock and what is water unless I'm super paying attention. If I want to just enjoy a walk, I have to go barefoot so that I can feel the wood underneath my toes to know that I'm still on the dock. So, you know, I think that once we start taking apart these things that we think are absolutes and realize there aren't any, that the only part of absolute is there's absolutely nothing, um, then we can start reconstructing our, our set of trusts at a much different level than what we were given from our parents.
0: Beautiful. And yeah, in our in our heart and our soul are, are in their natural innate state they're nonlinear. and right. all of our sentencing is this linear crap. I mean it's fine because right. we're using it now to have this conversation and all that stuff. But right. but it I, I would imagine there'd be a point in the evolution of the human genome, where we move out of our heads and into our hearts and our soul. In every moment throughout the day and our linear sentence processor isn't used to for the majority of the time that we're consciously awake. I mean, in the future, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's more of what you're saying. It's like you're interacting with this holodeck of consciousness. You're interacting with this, this really God dreaming holodeck. And yeah. as you traverse through it with your senses, that's a much more organic way to interact with the nature of nature than to throw symbols on everything. This is a dock, this is sand, this is boat, and that's what our brains prefer to do. So it's it's really getting out of our heads that...
1: it's still getting out of our heads. And I think we're already there. I mean, I think that, that humanity um, as one could move beyond the linear language, um, you know, in the expression of our emotions using language. I, I think we're there, there. I think that, that the ego doesn't allow people to go there, um, to go into a, a non-language I I think that we have the possibilities, but I think that people's people's egos, their emotions, um, you know, need to keep going. I, you know, my boyfriend and I are totally polar opposites in our political worlds, and and he has this need to be right, and it's it's interesting just kind of watching him and him make his case and so forth, and. and you know, I'm just not gonna fight about it because there's nothing to fight about. Um, right. And and so you know, he's learned he's learned through this process over the last few years that um, you know, getting on a tangent with me is not really gonna take him anywhere because right. <laughs> he's really kind of immaterial. And I think that that that's where humanity. Um, If they, if humanity wants to be in the Christ consciousness that they, if humanity wants to be in that one space, then it needs to get beyond our linear emotions, Um, our emotions that we put into our words, that we put into our bodies, that, that make this body dense. If our body is light beings, if we can shift our frequency to walk through walls because the walls aren't really there to begin with, then we have a whole other way of communicating that that goes far beyond this planet.
0: Right. Yeah, it's, uh, boy, quite a, you know, not that long ago we were riding horses around and, and the only communication was writing ink on paper and giving it to somebody on a horse to take to yeah. the... <laughs> to the ocean and and put on a boat to take across the country uh, what That's what i mean right. that is is we've come so far uh, i mean if you were to look at humanity today it looks a lot of it looks like a gigantic uh, train wreck but we've yeah. really come so far uh, it's part of the evolution process to come out of the the um I don't know 3D of the 1800s, where mm-hmm. nobody on the, for the most part, nobody on the planet talked about, you know, metaphysics or or the pliability of reality or whatever. And here we right. are on a podcast, and there's so many podcasts. What? Humanity's really waking up at a very accelerated rate, and it's it's curious to contemplate where we're going
1: we we're waking up at an amazing pace but it's also allowing people to instantly go into a fear state and i think that as much as our communication is amazing in today's world it's also our downfall um because you know we have our own opinions and we can put them across the world in a matter of minutes and uh for the people who fear then that just makes them sicker. And so I think we see this evolution of people getting more ill um, because they're not able to move beyond their fear. And I just really want to encourage your listeners to remember what fear is, is forgetting every available resource. And that's that piece of the universe of the Christ consciousness that you already have inside of you. You don't need it externally. You've already got it.
0: Stay with it. Well, an hour can go by pretty fast. I want to make sure the audience knows all about you, your website, your book, uh, and everything you have to offer. Can you share that with us, now? Yeah. So,
1: website is pattyconklin.com, and Patty's with an I. Um, and uh, The uh, God Within, The Day God's Train Stopped is a book that I've written. Um, it was actually released in 2014. But is still right up there in energy medicine, um, and uh, you know well, we've got programs, we've got weekly uh, remote energy adjustments that people can sign up for, um, or appointments with me. They can just uh, do that right on the website. So it's p a t t i c o n k l i n dot com, and uh, love to hear from people. It's, uh, there's all sorts of of uh, my podcasts and and so forth on there, and just um, do a little digging. There's a lot there.
0: Well, very nice. Well, Patty, it's been such a delight having you back on the show. I've really enjoyed our conversation tonight.
1: Thank you, Les. I've enjoyed you as well. Keep keep on moving forward.
0: We've been talking with Patty Conklin, and the topic tonight has been God Within the Day God's Train Stop what a what a vibrant uh persona patty is such a such a delight uh, i i really enjoy guests that see things from a uh just a completely different perspective and that helps us see our own um, perhaps rigidness in our own perspective our own perception it's when we evolve it's it's to evolve our narrative and evolve the thoughts, evolve the beliefs, evolve the perspectives that we have when it comes to relating to our, quote, reality, unquote. So so here you are, the listener. What What would the evolution of your consciousness look like? How could your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs evolve over the next year or three years or five years. If you were to daydream, to daydream what your life might be, what would the vision of your life that would get you excited, that would get you the most excited, What would that look like? What would you be doing in five years that would just be so over the top for yourself in a wonderful, wonderful way? When we take the time to daydream, when we take the time to get clear about what we prefer, when we get clear about what we prefer and we have it in our conscious mind As we go throughout our day and we bump up against choices, it's the clarity of our preferences that affords us the ability to choose moment to moment those choices that move us towards what we desire or what we prefer. But if we're unconscious about what we prefer, if we're unconscious where we want to be in five years, when we're unconscious – and we don't um, bring that preference into our day-to-day choices, we can um, we can accumulate choices that don't serve us. We can um, kind of flatline, flatline as far as the steering wheel. If we're not consciously making our choices throughout the day. We've let go of the steering wheel. We've let go of the metaphorical rudder. When you take the time to daydream of where you want to be, what do you want your life to look like in five years? Take some time and daydream. Oh, I want to. I want to live in a house. Well, what kind of house? Where Where is this house? Um, what makes the house? preferable to you big windows lots of sunlight great views when you bring clarity to it you're you're bringing the ability to make choices as you bump up uh, uh, against thousands of little choices that can turn out to make a big difference in your life that clarity the clarity of what you prefer can be a, a a tool to guide you in your choices as you go throughout the day. Well, here we are at the end of the show and here you are too. I applaud you for showing up for yourself. What an exciting what an exciting time to be alive, huh? <laughs> dream your best dream. Dream your best dream. Your, your best dream is your soul trying to inspire you. Thanks for listening. This has been a New Human Living broadcast. If you're looking for spiritual resources, there's literally hundreds of podcasts just like this one, free online. You can find them at newhumanliving.com. If you sign up for the newsletter, I write a weekly blog that helps you contemplate the nature of nature, contemplate the nature of your own human genome, contemplate your own human potential. How powerful is that? I can say it's powerful because you are powerful. I want to thank you for joining us in tonight's broadcast. I appreciate you, the listener. Until next time, thanks for listening.